When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Alright, we back. My expert opinion, the greatest show in the world. world, world. The echo effect. We're like the eagles of podcasting right now. <laughs> e- Damn, I thought they was going to clap for that. Like, yeah, Yo, hit that like, hit that share. Let everybody know you in here. Don't cost you no paper unless you's a mother hater. Um, Mac, was good? Salute, King. Respect. All right, all right. Sure, bigger man of God. Smitty! That's my man Smitty right there. What's good, bro? Talk is cheap. Vax, talk is cheap. Yo, yo, I, I was talking to Smitty one day. I was like, yeah, man, you know what I mean? I wish I could just speak to, to, to Puff and figure it out. He was like, well, you try to get the Puff. Man, talk is cheap, nigga. Watch this. Made it happen. Salute, salute. Um, Splat, what's good? Ain't shit, crash. <laughs> Why you gonna call me crash? Nobody's gonna buy that though. The niggas actually think your name is Splat now. That's crazy. That's cool, but the street's more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Champ, what's good? Easy, easy, like a Sunday morning. Happy to be free. Happy to be free, alive, not in the penitentiary. Here with some legends. Um, shout out to my guy Sean Dawn, uh, with his clothing line, Guard the Goddess. Shout out to my man Hoodie, at Aesthetic BK for this dope ass my expert opinion jacket. Fire. You know what I'm saying? Fire. We outside. Fire. Make sure y'all tap in, man. Yo, and I want to say a uh, big shout out uh Viral Magazine, YKTV. You know the uh, vibes. They got me on the cover. If you got some people's in this, this lockdown, you might want to get them something, you know, get an order going. Yeah. They got some nice things in the <laughs> back, though. <laughs> they got some nice things in the back. I know her. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, Tonight, <laughs> bro, when you talk about uh, hip hop labels, groups that dominated, that, that, that 
there are the faces of an era. Of course, you know, they talk Def Jam. You know, they talk Murder Inc. They talk Death Row. Well, Rockefeller. Some might even call it a dynasty. That's a fact. It is a dynasty. That's a fact. I was being sarcastic. And when it comes to, to, to Philly, these were the guys who introduced me to Philly. You know what I mean? Through their music, I got to see what that world was like. And we got to connect on things that was going on in my hood, things that was going on in their hood. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing about music. We got two legends in the building, young Chris and Freeway. So where do we start? At the beginning. At the beginning. At the beginning. At the beginning. I want to know how it all happened. Like the whole thing. As much as you can give me, I want to know. That was good. As much as you can tell us, I'd love to know. I just had to stop for a second. All right. So to to my understanding, uh, Jay and Dean, they used to take trips up to Philly and um, who were they working with? Uh, I forget his name. It was a, a, what the fuck is his name? Wasn't it the brother who ran uh, Black Friday Management? Yeah, Sadiq. Was he the contact for how y'all got your situations? For Siegel. Siegel. Yeah, Siegel was the first one signed. Right. He was managing Baines at the time. Right. So yeah, pretty much. Uh, how did it happen for y'all? I knew Sadiq when he, uh, him and my old head was tight, you know, from mm-hmm. some street shit. And um, I actually met Deans in a club. It's a club in Philly called Dances, and they used to like have a lot of rap battles there. And one day he was there, and he was on stage, and he was like battling a couple people, and I was in a crowd like, pull me up. So he pulled me up, and he thought I was trying to battle him too, but I was on his side, and I started going at the people he was going at, and then like we built a rapport from there, and probably like a couple months after that, that's when the situation with Rockefeller worked out. Wow. Damn. So this started, your connection started off battle rap? Yeah, for sure. Wow. What year was this? Man, this had to be like nine, eight, nine, nine. I think it was like early nine, nine. Who won the battle that night? We did. (laughs) (laughs) Like in Philly, like that's all we used to do. Like we used to like, at that time, and probably like a couple years before that, like we used to ride around and just hop out and battle niggas. Like it mm. used to be uh mm-hmm. like 16th of Susquehanna, 52nd and Parkside. It's places where they used to ball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the rappers would meet up and while they was balling or after the games, we would go at it battle. I remember one time um Paul Mega came down. Mm. And we mm. we slope, we shout got at the money. Like, you know, shout out to Cole. The realness. Yeah. yeah. He came down with it with a, a ball team from from Queens, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, we gotta get at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get at it. Now the battle battling scene in the early days, uh, who who were the legends out there? Man, like uh like Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course Cass. Cass, yeah, Cass. of course Cass. Mm-hmm. You know, uh like Cash used to call That's the radio. He was B on the radio. Like, yeah, even yeah. before like he uh he before he started like battling in the streets and all uh-huh. that, mm-hmm. he used to like call up. They had this thing called the Cipher, and he used to like he ran that joint. He used to like call up that joint like every week. And That's when I first heard it. Yeah. Uh, were you on the battling shit too? Nah, I wasn't on 
<laughs> I, I wasn't really on a rap shit like that until I met Neef. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Neef, originally from West Philly, he came up north. You see, he said it in the track, moved up north, kind of fell off track. Right. Like middle school, we met. And um, shit, one day we walking home from school, the nigga just, we at his crib. He pulled out the paper and pencil, I mean, the paper and pad. I'm like, yo, he turned on the music. Me and my man, God bless his soul, he started our first four bars off. I keep my shit going. So we already hanging together, you know right. what I'm saying? So they just labeled us as a group at that while. Right. I'm thinking he pumping me up, he telling me to spit the shit everywhere we go. We started being the talk of the motherfucking beauty yeah. salons. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Barbershops, you feel me? And yeah. when I went, I was doing a hook. Buck was doing three verses, I was doing a hook. Oh, right. I, I ended up falling in love with the shit more than him. You know what I'm saying? Fire. So, yeah. Fire. Shout so hold on, y'all was the beauty salons? What was y'all doing yeah, in the beauty salons? My man owned the shop. My man owned the joint. Right. Nigga was trying to manage us at the time. I don't even want to do some shit, whatever. Oh, but uh yeah. the nigga we met him through Stevie G. Shout out to Stevie G. Yeah, right. That's how we that's how we came Stevie up. Stevie G. Yeah. Yeah. We ended up coming up through Stevie G. But like uh Beans already set the shit on fire. So they was looking for niggas from the city, you know what I'm saying? Right. And when we came, we were so young, they didn't believe we was writing our own shit. It was like, How old were you at the time? Uh, 15. 15. Yeah. We was cutting class to go up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so how did you end up with state property? Shh. I met everybody at the label. They all came yeah, together. Except, except Neef. Me and Neef knew each other from the streets. You know what's funny? That yeah. You... The whole collective, y'all whole squad, y'all all seem like y'all knew each other for yeah. That's what, what, but that's right. how it happened. That's what Dame said. We was together so much. Yeah, like he was like, "Yo, y'all might well come up with a name." You know what I'm saying? Form a group. Like me and Sparks, we went to like first, second, third grade together. Cause like like Neef, I'm originally from West, and I moved down mm-hmm. north. Mm-hmm. And we went to school like first, second, third grade, and uh, me and PD, like when I moved down north. I used, our, my grandma used to live on his block down north, so I used to go all the way down there ever since I was little. And we used to always rap. Like, we had a rap group in high school, like, you know what I'm what saying? What was the name of the group? Ice City. Ice City? Yeah, yeah. Why Ice City? Huh? Why Ice City? Shit, because we were, we were the coolest niggas in the city. <laughs> <laughs> right. We had, like, our stickers. We had the promotional, like, because we was, like, really in the streets, and we'd take the money and put it into the music. Right. You know, dope. Never got over that aesthetic. Every time I watched y'all, I would swear y'all grew up in the same neighborhood, around each other for years. I thought y'all all knew each other prior to to the label. To hear that you met Beans a couple of months before the Rockefeller deal even happened. Mm -hmm. If anybody else would have told me that, I'd have called them a liar. I would swear y'all were like cousins or something. But but you got to understand, sometimes people just click. I'm witnessing. You know what I mean? Like I know yeah. that, but that many people clicking up at once, like yeah. all of y'all look like somebody was related Family. to somebody. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was amazing. So just a dope vibe, like everybody vibe good together. Everybody. Yeah. So like, we click- had our moments, but you know, it was all love. <laughs> wow. So you click, you click with Beans at the time when Jay threw him on stage, and he did that freestyle on the Hard Knock Light tour. Yeah, it was a little. It was before that. It was before like, that. Right? Yeah. Okay, okay. The battle before, was before that. Before he even went up to rap for Jay the first time and all that. Like, it was before that. So, was was Beans losing the battle? No, he wasn't losing the battle. Why you jumped in? Because it was uneven. It was (laughs) was a gang of niggas. Oh, it was a gang of niggas against him. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, you know. So, again. I love, like, 
I love the rap. Like back yeah. then, anybody that know me would tell you I love the rap. Like that's the difference between me and a lot of people. Like this is what I really wanted to do. I had yeah. a passion for it since I was little. Right. Who was who was your um influences? I mean, like early, I would say like Tretch from Noi by Nature, hmm. uh, Dreads from Black Sheep, hmm. Salute to Dreads, uh, Gangstar, you know, Guru, Rest you in know, peace. then of course Big J, Nas. I was I was a heavy Nas fan. Like heavy they, used Nas to, fan. they used to call me the Philly Nas back when I was a young boy. Mm. I had a song and I um had the hook from Nas. You love to hear the story how the thug living word stuck right. it down the car. Yeah, see, 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 man, the story. You know, so, right. Yeah, I was a huge, huge Nas fan. Like, you know. It's funny to hear that and then listen to you rhyme because your flow was so. It was abstract. The first time people heard you, it was like, yo, listen, he just different. Yeah. Like, we never heard that somebody rhyme there, yeah, the yeah. pattern and the way that you carried it. Right. Yeah, yeah. There was, there, was there somebody else around that was like that or? You know what? Like, when I was, like, just the scene and the atmosphere of Philly when I was coming up, like, I told you I was in a rap, so I would be around a bunch of people that was fucking dope. Like so many different styles at the time, mm -hmm. it was cool to be different. It was cool to have your own style. So right. I feel like just me being around so many different dope artists uh, made me the artist that I am to this day. When did you decide I'ma just rap different? Shit, I just do what come out. Like it wasn't like I was like mm -hmm. oh, I'ma make a different style. It's just the way it came out. You know, I guess it's just the way my brain worked. You know? mm. <laughs> Sheesh, this is really. So Beans gets the situation. Mm -hmm. Does he just come back to Philly and start grabbing up all the dope people he knows? I know they was like, um, first they was like trying to sign major figures. They had a situation with major figures and I don't think it worked out or whatever. And um, that's when they started getting everybody else. Like mm -hmm. the young guns and they got, I think they got Owen Sparks first, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, we was up there around the same time. Yeah, I had got booked, so um, at the same time. I had got locked up for possession with attempted deliver, so I had to sit down for a little minute. Mm -hmm. And then I came home and I was like on house arrest, and I'd be talking to Beans. He was like, "Yeah, I'm in Cali. This shit crazy. When you get off house arrest, you're gonna be right with me." And like when I got off house arrest, I was right with him. I was going back and forth to New York. They was working on the Dynasty album. Beans was working on his album. You know, I was blessed enough to get on that one nine hundred hustler, and then. Shout out to Bink. Classic. You know, shout, shout out to, to Bink. Yeah. We had Bink in here the other night. Yeah. Shout out to Bink. That's my bro, man. Like Bink, like he really, like when we was working on Free At Last and uh, when they remember, like Bink was in a motherfucker really playing the drum, sweating with a tank top on, like really doing his thing. Like he real passionate about it. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Bink. Shout out to Bink. Shout out to Bink. What was the atmosphere like at, in Baseline at that time? When you had the dynasty being worked on, being solo project, and you know, obviously your solo project coming up. What was I mean, that it was like it was excitement, like you know, it was like still sharp and still with so many dope. Like just being a, just being around just made you want to be better and push. Like you know, you got Chris doing his thing. You got like Dipset might be in one room, like you know, Bleak in another room, like you know, like. It yeah, was crazy. Kanye cooking up in the A room making some beats. Just in the B room making some beats. Like Pharrell in that room making yeah, some yeah. beats. Niggas, niggas would come up to the to the studio with CDs and them Jones would get thrown in the trash if it wasn't like, you know, if it wasn't hot. But what was it called? Um 
It was a Wednesday. You used to have producers uh, keep come. Keep it real Wednesday. Keep it real yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Dink was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot of feelings got hurt. <laughs> you you remember any particular situations where like you was like, nah, man, get this guy the fuck out of here. <laughs> it was a lot. Like art, artists too. Like artists would like when they were saying I was the Rockefeller Pitbull. Like artists would come up there, and they'd be spitting their heart out, and then Jay would be like, kidding. Demolish. I uh, send a lot of people home. <laughs> <laughs> now, our, our introduction to y'all, well, at least mine, was a freestyle at High 97. Yeah. 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 Yep. That was the first time I got to hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was on the Rikers Island bus when I heard that one. Yeah. Said, who the fuck is these niggas? Yeah. Wow. Who the fuck is these niggas? I'm on my way to the island from court. Rikers Island. I'm like, I heard the freestyle. I said, yo, homie, we went back, we got back to the pod. Be somebody up for they they woke me. <laughs> so I gotta hear this, man. Flex keep playing his back. Like that's how real it was. But it, it was definitely intense. It was fire. Yeah, it was, was definitely that? a moment for all of us, man. What yeah, year what, what year was that? It was like 2001. Oh one. Oh one. Yeah, that was my first time. Winter record was a motherfucker outside too. Yep. That's your first time at a spitting on radio. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, we was, was y'all like, already in the city or y'all got y'all drove down the uh we drove mm-hmm. up. We drove up. It's like so I don't remember the exact days, but I could paint a picture for you. It was like it was like Monday and Jay like, all right, we're going to the radio station Friday. Make yeah. sure y'all had y'all bars together by Friday. sent that text out. You know, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, we'll see him in the studio. We like, y'all got y'all bars together? We're like, yeah, we got it together. And then it was time to go up there, you know. We had Same it together. Moment. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Claim on. Yeah, that, I was up there for what, three hours? Yeah. yeah. Two, two, three, three hours. hours. That was a moment in history. That, that shit was on every mixtape yeah. the next day. We was platinum yeah. in the streets. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It was so- like unbelievable to us because like we didn't know the result of like what it was going to turn yeah. into. Like, you know, right. we just was up there spitting our hearts out. I'm probably, literally, probably was like fresh off the block. Like, seriously. Because at that point, I wasn't right. even signed yet. Like, wow. you know what I'm saying? So. You weren't signed when Jay was screaming, I got anything, I got anything, I'll bet whatever. No, I don't think I was. I didn't get signed right away. I was around for a minute before I got signed. Hmm. But they knew I was loyal and I wasn't going nowhere, so it wasn't like a rush. Like, you know. Right. Were you signed at that time? No. So this was like the this was like when we first came around. Like this that. is like a test. Probably was, yeah. If, yeah. We wow. passed that moment. One foot in, one foot yeah. out still. I'll be knowing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, that that was an incredible night, but that was also the the, the same night that you battled Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So y'all left from the radio station. We left from the radio station. Everything like everybody going crazy. We went like, back to baseline. We went back mm. to the studio. We was in that joint practice for like ten minutes, and Jay was like, "Come on, come with us." Hip hop. He called hip hop because Jay was at the studio with, with Swiss in the morning. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We had yeah. the studio with hip hop. Yeah. He called hip hop, and he was like, "Uh." He said, bring Free, Oskino, and Chris. So we don't know what we going for. We don't know where we going. Hip hop right. was like, come on. Beans just came with us. Right. And we get in the room, they deep as fuck in there. Yeah, And hove in the back. I remember he was like, pick one. You know what I'm saying? I think Swiss or somebody said Free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how they just- Cause I just monstered that joint. So that's how started. Right. And like yeah. I told you, like that's what I did up there. Like you know what I'm right. saying. So you know, regular day at the office. Right. Kind of felt like an unfair advantage. 
you've been up at the station for all those hours. Yeah, you know, uh, going, def going, definitely, going. you know, but like in, in math, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Is being an MC, especially when you're a battle MC, there's really no excuse. You're supposed to be prepared, you mm -hmm. know. Right. Even mm -hmm. though I did just spit for two hours and spit my heart out. <laughs> and that was one of the things that I was struggling with at the time because I just spit my load. You're trying not to spit nothing. I'm like, damn, I don't want to spit nothing that I just spit already. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, right. You know? mm. using a tough position. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That, that feels, it almost feels like a setup. You guys are supposed to battle again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. What happened? I mean, like, sure, Law, they work it out. Like, you mm. know, um, we already took the first steps for everything, you know, mm -hmm. so we just waiting, you know, for the for the business to, to get handled all the way. And then you know, hopefully sometime this year it'll go down. Is that something that you feel like, nah, I need my hit back? Definitely. You <laughs> 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 letting that shit go. You sure? I mean, when, like, you know, when the opportunity presented itself, I'm like, damn, that, you know, that would be dope for me to, you know, mm. go back at it. Plus I love the culture, you know, so. Mm. You follow battle rap like yeah. that? I don't know, because I don't know. No, I'm playing. I'm, I'm not sure a lot of people understand how... I'm not sure a lot of people appreciate what your love for the culture is, you guys in general. Mm -hmm. Because you were never presented to us as hip-hop lovers. You were presented to us as, these are the streets. These are the streets of Philly. This is what the streets of Philly sound like. Mm -hmm. Hustling tales, the hood, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. When I thought... When the average dude thought hip-hop back in those, we thought Philly and hip-hop, thought The Roots. Mm -hmm. You thought, well, that was Child before. The Roots. Yeah, wow. you, you thought Tariq. You didn't, I, mm -hmm. I looked at Child as a different, a different element completely. And to hear that you've been rapping since you were in, you met your partner in grade school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that hits different. Because yeah. you can only, you only really love it. <clears throat> if you've been doing it for that long, you, that's real culture shit. That's, oh, yeah. You're not yeah. just doing it for a quick buck or a yeah, quick no, flip of no, no, lifestyle. Like, yeah, I love. I, I did this for a lot of years before I made a dollar off of it. You mm. know, and, you know, I'm just passionate mm -hmm. about it still to this day. Like, I still feel like I got I got something to say and I got more to prove. You know, you know what I miss, and I feel like you probably went to a whole ton of when where open mics. Oh yeah. I miss those. What, yeah, what, what happened to the still mics, around. Huh? Still around. Shout yeah. out to Yo, You're too famous now, bro. You ain't popping up to no fucking. Nah, I want to go, that's, bro. That's like, like, I miss that got shit, you. bro. That I got you. I got a bunch of them shit. I mean, it's like, I, like, I take you back to like, like when I was probably like 12, 13. Like, I always was the dopest out of everybody. Like, we had, I had a group called Gold giving out lessons double. Like, this probably like middle mm. school. And, them, we had a show together and them niggas left me because they knew that I was going to kill a show. So like they, I fucking got on a train and I, they seen me coming walking down the street. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I went in there and monstered that drone by myself. Mm -hmm. Like that's the atmosphere of Philly. Like we used to go to like Chester, like we'd go anywhere, jump out. Right. Like, like you, you say he was in like a beauty salon. We would be in garages. It's a legendary battle. Well, uh, Enes and Hollow Man, uh, shout out to my man Ace. You know, sure, law he get he he get free soon. Like, but me and him orchestrated that joint. It was in a garage in Philly. You never mm. see it was like Enes battling Hollow Man from Philly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, it was like like some people from my squad. Talking about like RJ City. Payne. 
No, Hollow Man. It's a, Hollow Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was RJ's name? Rain Man. Rain Hollow Man. Rain Man. Yeah. yeah, shout Hollow out to RJ, man. too. He's yeah. doing his thing. Shout out to RJ. Doing his thing, man. But this is, this is Real a Real lyricism, too. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah. RJ is getting it in. Yeah. It's, like a, a <laughs> it's like a contrast to what Vic was saying, because Vic was saying how, like, you see how y'all were collective. Mm-hmm. Right, y'all all connected to each other. Beans came back, said, "Yo, Chris, me, Freeway, mm-hmm. PD, Oskino, Sparks, y'all, y'all pull up." And Big was was speaking to the fact that like there's a dark cloud, like over Virginia, oh. and that there was you know a dark cloud. Philly, 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 there was yeah, always beef. There was always these things going on in the streets that stopped a lot of artists from connecting with each other, yeah, and bringing all their brain power into one space. So state property is like a, a testament of that not really being true. Yeah, I mean it can you get like saying? that, like you know what I'm saying. Anomaly. You got right. like when we can't when state property came out, like we a lot of shit. We calmed down a lot of shit. Like even in the jails, like North Philly ain't fuck with West Philly, South Philly ain't fuck with North Philly. Like you know we came together it was people from all over the city. So when we came together, it kind of brought the city together. Yeah, wow. You know what I'm saying so. That's that's that that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. For sure. a group of kids. Kids basically. Y'all were kids. Yeah, yeah. Getting signed super early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stepping into these adult worlds, big ass industry, you don't know anything I about. Always, it. I always say, bro, like we were spoiled. Like we came into the game getting chauffeured from door to door. Mm. Private jets, like, you know what I mean? We just we just was riding through Manhattan, and we like, damn, we used to stay. We had that joint on lock for a month, two mm-hmm. months straight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we get we were spoiled. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you know, we were like when Rockefeller split up, and the broke up the breakup happened for me. Like, it took me probably a couple months to just like get myself together and you know figure out what my next move gonna be. Mm-hmm. And then I told myself, you already did the hard job. I'm already a household name. I'm already famous. I'm gonna go back to what got me to that in the first place, and that's hard work. And I just kept grinding, dropping projects, independent projects, you know, month of madness, bunch of different stuff to stay relevant. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I ran a, ran into you um in Miami yeah, a couple sure. of years back. For sure. Yeah. Word. Yeah. How did you take the breakup? Shit. Same. Young. While I was still one foot in, one foot out. I was uh Dropped a few network series during the time. But, you know. Man, he was going hard too. Me and Spidey Chubber, when you you did the uh, verse a day, John. 30 days, 30 verses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Then I did a song. Because, like probably, I said, we still got you the passion. You probably cheated with me when I did that. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like still dropping still. We yeah. inspire each other. Yeah. I'm like, damn, my brother just did a verse every day. I'm going to do a day. song every day. Show the next time I get busy right quick. Right. You know? I feel, I feel like low key, um, you and you and Neef kind of had like issues as far as like dedication. Yeah, that's why I was saying I fell in love mm-hmm. with it more than him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And that was, was like even like the the Hot 97 joint when we when we came up for that. <laughs> Shout out the Buck. But I remember when the car came for me. <laughs> I remember Neef chilling on the couch. <laughs> Rolling backwards, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Chill, like, chill. yo, what we doing? Yeah, shout out to boys, all good. I, mean, I know right now, dude, he's probably like, damn, I missed that moment. No, he definitely say about that. He yeah. missed that moment. Like you said, you ain't know it was gonna be that. Exactly. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You probably know how serious it's gonna be. That's Taking why. Chances. That's why it's yeah. important. 
like when I meet people in the streets or people ask me like some advice that I should give them and I just tell them take advantage of every opportunity. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you never know what opportunity going to turn into. You never know. So yeah. like go back to what you said. Be ready for it. Yeah. Every opportunity is the same. Yeah. Did y'all like have to like did Jay or Dean like pit y'all against each other as far as battling? Y'all were being Sometimes, I remember us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I battled Owen Sparks. <laughs> I battled Owen Sparks. Before. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Uh, Dolo? Yeah. Owen Sparks. Yeah. Yeah. I started off battling Sparks. I was like, man, fuck that. You know, I was a monster. I ain't <laughs> kept going. Energized. Mm. So who won? <laughs> I said yeah. me, as far as I can remember. What was that? When I was battling them. Oh, yeah. Oh, Owen Sparks? Yeah. Damn, you battled them too? Yeah. <laughs> who won? Who won? <laughs> I, when I, I was first, I started battling um, Sparks. Right. And oh, like fuck that! You can't do that to my partner. Yeah, you know, oh got, oh got the metaphor. Oh had, oh had niggas under pressure. Oh got the metaphor. Like oh was like, I got 173 songs done, and like I'm like, damn, I got like 30 songs. Like you know, like it was pressure. Yeah. Amongst the gang, like you yes, know, it was. like everybody dope in their own. Their own way, mm-hmm. but Still. nobody wants to be seen as the dude slacking. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and back in them baseline days, if your fucking verse wasn't hot, you coming took off, off the song. Ooh, like yeah. you don't nobody want to get took off. Record. Did that happen to you? To, yeah, to I, I took over shit. I took. I used to stay in the studio sometimes just to record my verse at the Beans and Free, and um, shit, I hit a clue tape. And my shit ain't on it. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm like, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I got man. left off a couple joints because I wasn't like because I was working, I wasn't around and stuff. Joints yeah. that we were. I'm know? sure I probably got took off something, but I can't remember. Yeah, like on um like G A M E and a couple joints that was on the state property. Oh, yeah. I was sick. I wasn't. Oh, oh what? Especially I didn't know you did a verse for G A M E. Yeah. I got a verse for everything. Bro. I got a verse for everything. <laughs> Anything, I, anytime I was sitting around, I got a verse like for all of it. Just in case. Just in case. Mm-hmm. But Did you, you, getting okay. back to the to to the breakup, was that something that y'all saw coming? I mean, it was always little tension here and there, but it wasn't nothing that I like. You know, why you in the middle of it and you living? It's something that you think is never going to end. Like you know, I thought it was never going to end. I thought it was never going to be over. Right. I remember closer to the and we was on roll with Jay. Yeah, and he was came and told us like, yo. Yeah, I remember. I think we was together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About to be over one shot. I want y'all to come with me. He said it's about to be over. Yeah, this shit about to be done. I want y'all to. Mm. Wow. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Because did you have a relationship with Dame at the time? Yeah, or? yeah. I remember Dame was telling me that, that uh, do a solo project. That's kind of why I went with Jay. You know what I'm saying? My loyalty, you know, the Neef. I'm like, we already did the first album. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to follow up. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was my situation. Mm-hmm. Things like so joint, ain't so like gunners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel now? <sighs> Man, I think back on it sometimes. So I never look at it like, Again, shout out to Bucky, but I never look at it like being the Bobby out the group, you know what I'm saying? Or the B out the, you know what I'm saying? Right. How Dane probably was looking at the shit. Right. You feel me? But um, we went with Jay, we did, we did what we did. We dropped, uh, set it off, I think. 
Yeah. And he set it off. I forget what other joint, but yeah. Was it hard to make that decision? Yeah, it was Both tough. Yeah, but eventually you had to. Was like, yeah. But eventually you had to make the decision oh, yeah, to go sure. solo. Yeah. No, I mean between while. like yeah. Yeah, rolling with Dame and rolling with Jay for sure. So what what led up to that? I mean, uh, Bucky was doing his thing as well. Mm -hmm. He got a series forever do me series. He was doing while I was doing my network shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We we never like announced the breakup. We right. all, you know we just we, we yeah right. But y'all still homies. Yeah, yeah just, for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, still tight. I'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, you're like that. Like, you know, yeah. everybody want to do their own thing at some point. Yeah. But not, not only that, but people change every five years. Mm -hmm. Nobody stays the same. You, you go, you go do stuff, you get new experiences. Exactly. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Different jewels you pick up along the way. And you just, you start to navigate your path a little bit, like, sharper. Yeah. And you realize the path that you're heading on ain't the path everybody else is trying to go on. Right. Yeah, and it's, people don't want that for the things that anchored them. And music is one of those things that anchor you. It's one of those things you go back to depend on. And when you see like a group that you grew up with or a crew mm -hmm. that was in your formative years, if these dudes' music was in the backdrop of your life when you were coming off the porch, to hear that it's like they're disbanding, to hear mm -hmm. that they're going solo, you get, you get upset. Yeah, you you you're you're almost yeah. personally invet. You're so invested, and you right. start wondering what the fuck is wrong with y'all? You breaking up for <laughs> yeah, what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're telling say like they need to do a young like. If yeah, they I hear a lot. Album right I hear a lot. Yeah, that should go crazy. Like if they went and recorded the Young Guns album and dropped that shit right now, out of here mm, with see. the right promotion and everything. That shit is out of here, bro. Because right, there's, there's people that was invested. Then that's like, we never got this. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we didn't get what we wanted. Nah, for right. sure. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. And now you're grown. Yeah. Now your perspective is way deeper. Oh, yeah. What you've been through, what you've seen. Yeah, we got a story right. to tell. You apply that to the music? Yeah. Bro. Like, um, imagine doing a state property album over. Mm -hmm. But it's now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like I was like? telling you. I got the concert uh, February 25th mm -hmm. in Philly at the Fillmore with Dope Shows. And it's my 20 year anniversary for Philadelphia Freeway. So I'm performing the whole album with a live band. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time ever at State Property we gonna perform the Hot 9-7. Yes. I'm coming. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. That's big. Y'all said y'all performing the, the Hot 97 freestyles. You that's, gotta go, bro. We, never did we have to go. Like just everybody, else too. everybody. Like, we ain't filming everybody. We gotta go. Is it? Is it gonna be the classy thing? We we, we suited and booted. What we doing? I mean, it's going. You know. I mean, it's gonna be a classy segment. But you know, that's right. for us. Like y'all could come how y'all yeah, come. come how Whatever y'all was dressed in when y'all went up to Hot ninety seven that day is what y'all need. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That makes a lot of sense, Yo, bro. I, I ain't gonna lie. Because we don't know how y'all look. Y'all got jersey with my hat backwards. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that, it. it was crazy. I mean, they they had, they had, uh, <laughs> you know the clothes fit. Yeah, I remember like, having they, big they, ass fitted. It was crazy in there. <laughs> big ass fitted, bro. Oh, yeah, like in New York. <laughs> tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Them state property <laughs> jackets <laughs> was all over Brooklyn. Fuego. Yeah, yeah. All Fuego. over. Yeah. Who, got, who got the line to them now? So. Oh, shit, Beans had right. boxes of that shit in his garage. He probably still got some of it. I need the three-quarter joint. 
Yeah, them jumps are hard. Uh, you need to bring them back. Facts. Yeah. You're doing, you doing an anniversary. For the time being, yeah. you know, we got the, the Freedom Thinkers Academy. The FTA. You know? We had the, yep. the, yeah, the Freight Jenkins like Freedom this. Thinkers yeah. Thinkers. yeah. That's you know, so I started right. a company, Freedom Thinkers uh. Academy, Music, Health, Education, and Culture. What, what made you do that? Well, you know, I was diagnosed with kidney failure in September right. 2015. Right. And instead of hiding this shit from everybody, I decided to stand in front of it. You know, um, I'm the celebrity ambassador for the National Kidney Foundation. I work with Gift of Life. And I started my own foundation, Freedom Thinkers, Inc. Mm -hmm. And when I first started it, it was like all about health. You know, I would go to different cities and just tell my story and how I dealt with kidney failure, you know, being on dialysis and getting a transplant. But now we're taking it to a whole nother level. We got some workforce development programs. Mm -hmm. We just had our first seven students graduate our phlebotomy course. Mm -hmm. So we're offering students an opportunity to, to take this course to get a certification and then we assist them in getting jobs. So. In our city, it's like a lot of like violence and a lot of crazy stuff, like a lot of yeah. carjackings and wow. crazy nonsense. And I feel like the main reason why those things is going on is because the young folks don't got no opportunities. Like they like that's the only thing they know. Yeah, y'all y'all don't know phlebotomists can make like a hundred, hundred, two hundred fifty a visit. But they can start and off. You could at, do like seven in one day. Like. Fifty-seven thousand a year. Like that's starting. 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 Like you mm. know what I'm saying. So you know, we got uh, phlebotomy. But freelance we got, too. Uh, medical billing and coding. Mm -hmm. We got CompTIA A plus certification, and we building it. You know, we we gonna add more more things to it. That's you know, dope. I'm just trying to do do what I can, bro. Yeah. That's dope. I know those health issues made all those petty street. And rat beefs look real small. Yeah. yeah. At my worst point, I would have traded everything just to be healthy, bro. Mm. Like, it's no joke. Mm. No joke. Like, when I walked in the dialysis center and I seen the rows of people, I'm like, damn, this is my life now. Like, this is why I had to do dialysis three times a week, four hours a day. Mm -hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday and Friday, Friday, no matter yeah. where I was at, what I was doing, I had to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, what, even, what were the habits that got you there? Just like that, probably the same habits that you had, the same habits that a lot of rappers have. Just like being up late, being in the studio two, three in the morning. We was in baseline ordering cheeseburgers, pizza, you know, smoking, drinking, just like not taking care of my body. You know, just running around feeling like I'm invincible and they put up with me. Mm. How many yeah. years of that? Man, I was died. The crazy thing is, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure and diabetes, uh, probably like 2010. So when I was diagnosed with those things, I took it serious immediately. Like uh, Beans got diabetes too, mm. you know. And mm. like I would see him like eating a cheesesteak. I'm like, bro, what you doing? We can't eat cheesesteaks. Like you tripping? Mm. Then probably like seven, eight months later, we splitting the cheesesteak. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I I took it serious. When I first was on, um, when I first got diabetes, I had to take insulin. So I started working out like five or six months. I got off the insulin. I was taking it real serious, you know, mm -hmm. but as time passed, only thing I was doing was taking my medicine. Like, you know, I was still eating how I wanted to eat. Right, still changing the habits. Well, I didn't change the habits. Right. You know, and that's what led me to that. Did it run in your family? Yeah, definitely run in my family. I, um, my uncle, he just passed away last year, but he had, he was on dialysis. He got a transplant. Then he had to get uh then he had to go back on dialysis. And um 
he passed away last year. He had like slipped and fell and hit his head when he was coming from dialysis and he never recovered from that. So I have my uncle, my cousin Shandia, she had kidney issues and she just wasn't taking care of herself and she passed away. Yeah. So I had examples in my family and I had three risk factors. One is hypertension, another one is diabetes. And surprisingly, just being African-American is a risk factor. So all of us in here, we got a, even Latinos, like yeah. they got a risk factor for kidney failure as soon as we born. Yeah. Mm, you know, sheesh. I had mm. three risk factors. I had examples in my family and I still was unaware that it could happen to me. Mm. That's why I go so hard with spreading the awareness so people can know what's going on out here. Well, what are, what are the main things you had to cut out your diet? Man, first and foremost, that sugar, you know, that salt, you know, you got to watch your intake. You got to eat lean meats, portion patrol. Like, you know, you got to not eat all hours of the night. Like, you know, it's a lot that goes into it. You got to work out. You got to take care of yourself. Mm. But it's definitely worth it. And, and the most important thing is prevention, getting at it before you even get to the point that where I was at and I had to get on dialysis. Right. Mm. Most people, they don't they don't start to reverse what they're doing until yeah, I can't move. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you Especially, hear the shit right now, you think, "Well, I've been doing this shit for a minute. Ain't nothing happened to me." Then mm-hmm. you might be right around the corner from it. Might want to start now. Mm-hmm. Especially us as men and as black men. Yeah, like we feel invincible. We like I'm gonna sleep this shit off. Like you know, what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna sleep. Right. Like I'm gonna sleep it off. I'm gonna drink some water, drink some ginger ale. Like, right. and you know, we gotta keep up with our bodies. The most important thing is getting a routine physical at least once a year. You know, get your blood work checked and all that, because that's the only thing that can let you know what's really going on in your body. Hmm. You do the whole holistic thing too? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah definitely. Herbs, you know, certain teas and everything. Right. Black people have an aversion to to the medical field in general. It's just a, it's an overlaying distrust. You don't trust it. You don't trust yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Don't trust it's it. just a full-on distrust, and it's not... It's not like we made that up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's just something that came out of the blue. We've yeah. heard, we've all heard the horror stories about mm-hmm. going to the doctor and they do this and now you got this. Mm-hmm. They told you that, but that wasn't actually it. You know, it mm-hmm. turns out it's this other thing. You ain't even got to go. Everybody throws in the Tuskegee Airmen, but you don't have to go that far back. We hear about horrible shit happening all the time. I say even, okay, trusting the doctor is one thing. And you might not have that. But what something that most of us ignore is our bodies, because mm-hmm. our bodies start to give us signs. Exactly. You know what I mean? You, you start to feel a certain way. How come Got a loss and clear signs to the believers, like, right? You know, so you're definitely going to get a sign. But what's what's even <clears throat> deeper than all that is a lot of people just can't even afford to go to the doctors. Can't even afford that. to go to the hospital. Right. Like if it you don't got that. insurance, you go to the hospital. They treat you crazy. Like when I first was like back in 2010, when I was diagnosed with high blood pressure and diabetes, I didn't have insurance. I'm paying like $800 a month just for my medicine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Alhamdulillah, I was in a position that I can do it, but the average person can't can't afford $800 a month just for their medicine. But then it's weird too, because sometimes us as, as black people and Latin people, like we'll see people that look just like us preaching that exercise is the Dr. Sebi's, the Shaka bars, mm-hmm. and they're telling us exactly what to do. They're giving us a whole blueprint and we right. still won't listen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got you to gotta remember people are fighting almost 30 years of a habit mm-hmm. of being great. one way. Right. 
most people, they don't want to change. That's you know a great I mean? point too, bro. Cause like a lot of our traditions, like holidays, like what you doing Thanksgiving? Yeah, everybody shut eating until you fell asleep and everything. All this, bro. Food, you eating like, like you eating like seven different meats, pause. Then you going to everybody's house crazy. getting a plea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, you eat that same food for the next couple days. It's yep. not just that one day. <laughs> you spaz, you spaz. I don't know about a week. The food, I don't know if that food is keeping for a food. But you, no, people you, do it. People wow. Well, y'all deserve to go. No, nah, <laughs> <laughs> you do it to yourself. Like three, four days is tops, but like you you blacking out on that same food every day. And I back to your original point that the cost alone to go in there and find out they just tell you something super light yeah. and it's still gonna cost you like seven hundred dollars just to find out that you need to eat more carrots and sleep more. I did. Seven hundred dollars for that? Like, fuck yeah. out of here! Like, yeah. that's how it happens. Then it, then it sneaks up on you. Yeah. I just want to bring it back a little bit, Chris. Is there? And, and this question is for you too, Freeway. But I would like to hear Chris answer first. Um, is there any regrets mm -hmm. about the decision that you made in regards to when the split took place? Nah, nah. I, I would have did it. There's a few things we probably would have did different. What was probably what's like, that? Um, release different records. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We had the uh, Don't Keep Me Waiting with Slump from 112. I feel like we should have probably followed up with that because we was coming off of No Better Love. Right, right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We already fucked with the ladies. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things we should have did. <laughs> you should still go in the club. Yeah, well, I just feel like, yeah, we could have chose the record different. You know what I'm saying? I, said, mm -hmm. you know, I love you. That was my shit. It's my baby. brother. Me too, yeah. Hey, I cracked yeah. mad joints yeah. to that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. What? Fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 shit up back then. Yeah. <laughs> Word, I'm gonna throw that shit on tonight when I get to go. Thanks. What about you, Freak? As far as regrets. I, I I look at life like you know everything everything that I go through is a lesson. So it's a few lessons that I got out of everything. One thing that I would have did different, like there's a lot of times we was like on tour with Jay, and he'd be like, "Somebody better drop a record." Like we on tour, like drop a record. We're gonna be in all these different cities, mm -hmm. and I just put an album out, and you know I'm a part of State Property, so I don't want to drop something else, and my brothers ain't even dropped yet. Mm. But Jay telling it, somebody better, somebody better put a record out. You know right. what I'm saying? So, you know, I I just wish I would have took advantage of little moments like that. Right. You know, but mm. Everything is a learning experience. Right. So is is it more of um? You felt like you held yourself back because you. Yeah, 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 right. definitely. You know, because it was definitely like a chain of command, and you know how I look at it, I want every, I want everybody to get their fair shot. You know, so. Right. You know, I definitely was chilling for a minute, trying to let everybody get they bust their gun, and then you know, come back around after everybody bust their gun. Right. But in reality, all of y'all could have been busting y'all guns. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And if the crazy thing is now, the the climate of music and how it is now, we could just drop shit. But mm -hmm. back then, like you had to be on schedule. Like you, there was a lot of things that there was a set up. Open up a budget. Like you yeah. know, there was a lot right. of things that went into actually putting an album out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the day that. Jay came, I, I, I don't know if it was the studio. He came to y'all, because I've, I've heard this story being told. The 50 Cent now. thing? Yeah, mm -hmm. he was like, your 50 Cent's coming. Mm -hmm. Were you guys around, were you there? Were you one of the people that was present? When he, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I heard the story, but I don't think I was there when he said that. Mm -hmm. It was on camera. 
I think he was talking to like he was talking to Bleak and you know and he was saying that. Well, the 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 clip on camera was him explaining that he told members of the crew mm -hmm. what they needed to do because Fifty was coming. Right. right. It was about to get ugly outside. What was that wave like? Yeah, Did, was y'all in you got holding meetings like yo? We gotta. We dropped. I think we dropped weeks apart or something like that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you know, Fifty, my man, we always had a good relationship. We did a, a, a bunch of shit together because we put out music around the same time. So we mm -hmm. always had a good rapport. Every time I seen him, it was all love. And I remember when he dropped his shit, and it, that shit went crazy. And we, uh, I like hit him where he hit me. He like, yeah, your shit about to drop. You about to do the same shit. It's about to be crazy, like you know. But his wave, that joint just was like different. Oh, we seen yeah. it firsthand. Yeah. We, he was performing on a rock the mic. Yeah, tour. yeah, it was crushing it every yeah. night. Mm -hmm. They went first. Mm -hmm. mm. You know what I'm saying? Pressure. Mm. Yeah, they was doing their shit. Super pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Super. So, so y'all was like, oh, nah, these niggas. But I like that's my man. So I didn't look at it like it was like you know mm -hmm. competition. It was just, but you were competing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Even amongst each other. Like, you know, even being in the studio. Friendly competition. She'll still sharp and still. So, they call it know. competition without malice. Yeah. yeah. Right. You yeah. say so, that all the time. What were the records that you made that you was like, oh, I heard this. And I was like, nah, I got to go make something. Oh, I don't really. Like, we, we, we had just, our we own. We just lived in the studio. Yeah, anyway. we had our we own wave. If, if it was something like that, it, it was probably something amongst the gang. Uh, we wasn't even hearing shit. Yeah, we wasn't even look focused on nobody else's music. Like, like that. In house. Mm -hmm. That's how they had us on. Like everything was rocking. We didn't have to go outside the cat for nothing. Mm -hmm. so we had enough rappers, producers, producers, everything. everything. Yeah, right. right All the access. I can't imagine how spoiled y'all must have been. Yeah, this is, uh, Sitting there in one of the best crews of all time or one of the biggest labels of all time. Known one for of the biggest artists. With, with, with an icon, one of the biggest icon artists and a murderer's role of production at your fingertips. Like, right. And that was your first experience. That and That's a real set. Like, this is like, yo, like. It's crazy. Blood. And, and like. I, I think I explained this before, but you know, in PA, and I'm pretty sure they got it like all over the United States, the re-entry programs. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people, like when they come home now, they have re-entry programs. Right. Like it might be something like carpentry or something, right. you know, something that they're interested in. Vocational. Right. Yeah, I definitely feel like Rockefeller was my re-entry program. Hmm. Like, cause when hmm. I came home from jail, Beans had me right with him. And I was like, right in the mix in the studio. Like, you know, like, working every night. Like C said, when niggas left the studio, we was in there all night to the next day, like, you know, cooking up. What made y'all two bond that quick? You only know each battle, other a little bit nigga, of time. Battle rap, nigga. No, that, that, you kidding me? Are you nuts? They only know each other a little while. It, that and, you know, we Muslim, the fact that we Muslim. Like, right. you know, you know that, that that definitely has a lot to do with it. Like, you know, our, our, our bond and our relationship is different. Like, you know, in Islam, you know, y'all, y'all. I'm pretty sure everybody heard that. You know, my son passed away or whatever. Yeah. So God bless him. In Islam, when our funeral is called a janazah, and it's like more intimate than a, you know a regular Christian funeral, we actually take when we 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 pray over the body, and then when we take the body to the cemetery, we actually take the body out of the coffin and we place the body mm -hmm. in the ground. Yeah. 
you know, fa facing toward the east. And when I place my son in the ground, beings with the other person in the grave with him, the, you know, mm. the grave my son. So that tells you like the extent of our of our relationship. Man, that's deep. How do you follow that with a normal were, question? Were you, were, you, were you guys around for the Hard Knock Life tour? No, I wasn't around for the Hard Knock Life tour. No, no, that no. would be funny. I, I, I want to go back to that. Um, now, it's a nightmare for most most of us parents to lose a child. Yeah, definitely. How were you able to bounce back from that? God, man, it's land, man. And, you know, just my faith in Islam and knowing that God's not going to put nothing on me that I can't handle. And like our prophet, peace be upon him, prophet Muhammad, he lost six of his children, you know, and, and we look at him like he's the best of mankind. And, you know, he dealt with it gracefully. So, you know, when I have my moments and I'm like down in the dumps, I just think about him. And, you know, I just think about the promise that God made to us that he's not going to put nothing on us that, that we can't handle. But bro, it's rough. Like I, I buried my son in 2021. Mm -hmm. My uh, my daughter was diagnosed with cancer in September of 2021. Mm -hmm. My son died the end of October. Then we rumbling, man. My daughter, we rumbling. Like she, like she got this cancer called sarcoma, which put tumors all over her body. And like you know, but we still hopeful. We praying. We rumbling. We going back and forth. She had a couple operations. She couldn't walk. She started walking again. Like, you know, we hopeful. Right. Then, you know, things took a turn for the worse. 2022, around the same time, towards the end of October, my daughter passed away. You know, and like just dealing with that, like, I'm like, you know, if it wasn't for God, bro, I don't know what I would be doing or where I would be right now. Right. And that, that's, yeah, that's that, but that's the only thing that could. I guess deal with that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, and, and and my my music, you know, like like this new project that I'm about to put out, Stimulus Package 2, like I pulled my heart into that joint. Like, you know, everything that I've been going through is there. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's an outlet for me to get it out and make me feel better. Right. And kind of share that experience yeah, for sure. with people so they could mm -hmm. you know, they could take that and maybe apply that filter to their life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When we first sat down, he he's he always asked the guests, is there anything you don't want to talk about? Mm -hmm. I fully expected you to say my children are off limits. Yeah, I did too. And would yeah. not have blamed you one bit if that was gonna be I, I seriously thought you mm -hmm. were gonna say, like, I don't want to discuss that. No, bro, I'm I'm open about it because you know it's a part of life, bro. Like, you know, and you know, everybody seen me go through it. Mm -hmm. You know, and like the, the, the thing with my daughter with the cancer. Like, you know, like that is my, like she had me on her phone as my best friend. Like, you know, like that's our relationship. Yeah. And just like having to be there for her at those moments. And like, it came to a moment where I knew it was nothing else that we could do. I just had to leave it up to God. And then I had to tell her like, baby, you're a good person. You, God loves you. I, you're going to go to heaven. Like, like that's, like being by my daughter's bedside at that moment is like some one of the hardest things I had to do in my life. Because I know how I would feel if I'm in that position. And I pray that if I'm ever in that position, I have somebody that can comfort me and be there for me, man. Because it's like, 
she like the bravest, strongest person I know, bro. Like that, like, and she was rumbling with a smile on her face, like full, full, fully faithful, fully believing in God. Mm. You know, like that's one of the things that give me peace. Because in, in Islam, we believe like if you're a good person, you do everything that you're supposed to do, you're gonna make it to heaven. And I fully believe like 100% that she got that covered. God bless, man. Uh, my brother passed from cancer mm-hmm. uh, when we found out he was stage four. Yeah, she when we found out she was stage four. Before, uh, um, you know, I got contacted all types of holistic doctors. Same thing, bro. Had him uh, doing the, the lemon juice at night, three organic lemons, squeeze them, drink that whole thing. Uh, sour sop. You know, he was going through chemo, so he was giving him edibles, like sneaking them in the hospital. <laughs> First time I ever saw him high, because he was like one of them straight guys. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't do no way. You know, so that was, you know, being at a hospital room every night and watching him get high. I used to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Make me laugh and shit. My daughter hospital, like when she was in the hospital, I would like just try to make it the best comfortable environment. So I would like get the projectors and I like would put the projector on the wall, bring the fire stick, let her watch whatever she want. Yeah. Being at John with her, praying, reading, watching movies, yeah. and like trying to make it as comfortable as possible. Uh, we did the same thing. We came in there with the sad face, we kicked you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't want that around. Yeah, definitely. And her first time around, he bounced right back. Mm-hmm. But um what people don't realize is they, sometimes you can fix the body. But if there's something up here that has to be dealt with and it's not, it's just going to keep finding its way back. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's a fact, bro. So he he passed away the second time. But Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that can, the cancer, no joke. My daughter, yeah. her birthday actually coming up is... Uh, February 11th, and last year I did uh, a program for her where I brought a bunch of people out to speak, like people that was fighting cancer, people that beat cancer. And it's called the different colors of cancer. Right. You know, and I'm gonna do it again this year, you know, just to spread awareness because cancer is another <clears throat> thing that affects a lot so of people. So many people. So many people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You'd be surprised, man. Just walking down the street yeah. on how many people are affected by the same thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. It's the loss of your children was fueling uh, the programs and, and the, the, the health. I mean, well, first and foremost, like me having kidney failure, yeah. that started everything. That's what made me, you know, start Freedom Thinkers Academy. Like right. I told you, it was music, health, education, and culture. Then, you know, as time passed, you know, we added the education component. We really started taking that serious. And, you know, when things started happening in my life, you know, like I had to, you know, added to it like you know the different colors of cancer for my daughter um my dad just passed away this year um i think it was the beginning of november and he passed away from dementia so you know i definitely plan to you know start doing some awareness about dementia too just like seeing your hero go from like you know being like and it's crazy because i was with him so like i'm taking videos and documenting everything and then when i go back and i look through it, mm-hmm. I can really see the decline, like from when he was like cool and then like 
things started taking a turn for the worse. And, you know, it's something that's something else that we can't do nothing about. Right. Like, there's no cure for it. Don't nobody know why it happens, you know. So I want to get on board with something like that because that's what I'm dealing with with my grandmother right now. Yeah. She has um, uh, dementia. And that's why, you know, when I'll be calling, you know, I'll be like, yo, I'm doing this for my grandmother. I'm going here because her short term memory is gone. You know what I'm saying? Right. She she forgets a lot of things. Yeah, right? But serious. looking back and, and seeing like how she was holding me down, all the bids I did and being there for me, and then seeing her like this and how the roles reverse. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got to take care of her. Exactly. Like that shit is serious. Mm -hmm. Seeing your hero, yep. you know, become this and you're like, why? You know what I'm right. saying like that shit hurts. Yeah. You know, why? Why do you think so? Why do you think why? I'm gonna keep it a hundred, man. I think it's a lot of what I did. I put her through a lot of shit. I put my grandmother through a lot, bro. Mm -hmm. Like going in and out of prison from being a teenager, well, an adolescent, mm -hmm. up until adulthood. When I actually dealt why, with a lot of stress with that. I mean, why do you think God shows you something like that? That's for any of us. Why do you think God shows us? our hero, our people that we look up as children so strong and we watch them deteriorate into the spiritual world. Why do you, why do you think? That? I believe it's to not take them for granted, to understand that this person sacrificed so much for you to make sure you're okay. And then when the roles switch, it's you now looking in retrospect, God telling you in retrospect, like, this is why you have to be a good person. Exactly. This is why you have to look out for others and be there for them and be loyal and respectful and loving. Right. All of those good elements that you were raised on by your your elder. Right. You have to be that now. Right. And I'm going to show you an example of why you have to be that because at any moment I could take them right away from you. Yeah, so you're going to learn. And you think um, maybe he's showing that to us also because that's our destiny as well? Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, Absolutely. I feel like it's the circle of life. Yeah, like, yeah that's what that's the point I'm trying to make. Is I think God, everything is for and an example. Like, when but, I look at it and mm -hmm. I when I when I really like sit down and think about it, like everything that I went through, like from being on dialysis mm -hmm. in September. Like a bull in the China yeah. shirt. Right. <laughs> it's too, way too big for this. It's a big person. So, sorry. Yeah. I was saying, like, when I really, like, when I think about it, like, I feel like God prepared me to be able to deal with those things. Right. You know, like being on dialysis from September 2015, February of 2019, like, they gave me a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? And even, like, it gave me a lot of knowledge. Like when my daughter was fighting cancer and like she had her first operation, I had to, I had a video on my phone, like, look, baby, I went through the same thing. I had an operation, I had to get the things out of me and everything. I showed her, and I'm pretty sure that comforted her a little bit. Right. You know, and, um, yeah. I'm just I feel blessed that I was in a position to be able to take care of my family and take care of my father when he needed me. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because he took care of me when I was little. Right. Yeah. My mom, um, suffer from dementia too so if it makes you a little bit more comfortable mm -hmm. i was going through so much i used to question the doctors a lot and they told me something that made so much sense mm -hmm. they said the dementia was protecting them 
you know what I'm saying, that they did not know what was actually going on and that the and you remind you because i used to do my whole thing with my no it's this this is who it is with it the doctor said you know you tell them one time and leave it alone yeah yeah the dementia they're in a world where they're they're good they don't even feel the pain that their physical body going through god has made their mental in a whole different world right and what that what it also did for me like it helps me treat people differently in day to day life. Yeah, yeah. Listen, bro, like coming home from prison and experiencing yeah. that. I'm not like, trying to do nothing. No, yeah, I'm not like, trying to do nothing. I'm, nobody, absolutely. Exactly. I'm, I'm in prison. I'm as calling, much as I can. Right, right. Absolutely. It, like I'm in prison and I'm calling my grandmother like from 2014 to like 2018. You know, I'm seven. So I'm on the phone with 2014. She's fine. Michael, what you need? All right, I got it. Yeah, I'm going to the store now. Boom, boom, everything's cool. Then as time progresses, I'm calling. I'm like, okay, she's not picking up the phone. And then it gets to who's this? And it's a whole, you know, that whole recording yeah, yeah. that goes on when you call right. collect. Right. And then it goes to, oh, you told me to send you that? And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Right. You know, my family, they like, yo, we didn't want to tell you and stuff like that too, because we don't want you wild out in there. They still think I'm a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Something is wrong. Something seriously wrong. I didn't find out till I came home. Yep. I didn't find out till I came home. And when I came home from prison, I was like, I gotta work twice as hard. Yeah. Because that's what she did for me. And not only that, I have to treat people with respect, with love, with care. Yeah. Tell them how I feel. Be honest with them. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like it just changes your whole mindset of how you treat people in general. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I know how you felt, bro, because like my dad would ask me for me. He's like, yo, where Freeway at? I'm like, I'm right. And then we got the same name. But he forgot that we got the same name. Like, we're, like I'll be in the house and my mom's like, Les, Leslie. And my dad like, I'm right here. He's like, no, I'm talking about Les. And I'm like, I'm your son. And we got the same name. He's like, get out of here. <laughs> like, oh, we do. He's like, if you say so, you the boss. <laughs> it's like, you know. You know, um. I think this happens to a lot of people yeah. every day. But um, you being in a position of, of being somebody that people follow, people listen to, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to help so many people yeah, by bringing why, awareness that's why to it. I'm on it, bro. You know, that's why I'm on it. So I commend you for that. We're going to take a five minute break. Smack rapper, only smack rapper that you know is smack rappers. Got bars, I can hang with the backpackers. Trap star, I don't hang with the backpackers. I'm in the hood with the work you heard. Making fiends leave earth, you heard. Got your baby mama thirst, you heard. Feel the flow, nigga, throw it in reverse. This the way you need to serve.